welcome to the Monday Morning Memory Wipe. I'm your host, Craig Price, and it's time to comb through the clutter and identify what you need to know so you can delete the rest and start your week with a clean slate. Before we start, let me remind you to subscribe to the YouTube playlist at Stolen Droids, click the bell for notifications, and follow Memory Wipe on Twitter. Also, if you have something to say, contribute, or just to drop a happy note, we're morningmemorywipe at gmail.com. Now let's get to priority one. With E3 happening as we speak, a few video game tidbits came out leading up to a massive conference with the biggest announcement being the trailer for EA's Battlefield 2042. The popular Battlefield 1 was based on World War 1, the sequel based on World War 2, and developers EA and Vice opted to jump into the future. A dystopian future where society is collapsing thanks to catastrophic environmental damage, destructive technology, and the greatest refugee crisis in human history. Such a horrible future that the creators figured you couldn't possibly handle this situation on your own and dropped single-player campaigns completely to focus only on the multiplayer experience. The game itself is expected to debut on October 22nd. Bandai Namco released a gameplay trailer and released for the highly anticipated collaboration between Dark Souls series director Hidetaka Miyazaki and a Song of Ice and Fire creator George R.R. R. Martin called Elden Ring. What is Elden Ring? Well, for many online, it's just an excuse for Martin not to finish the latest Game of Thrones novel. But the game's website describes the game as In the lands between, ruled by Queen Marika the Eternal, the Elden Ring, the source of the Erd Tree, has been shattered. Demigods have claimed the shards of the Elden Ring known as the Great Runes, and the mad taint for their newfound strength triggered a war, the Shattering. A war that meant abandonment by the greater will. And now the guidance of grace will be brought to the tarnished, who were spurned by the grace of gold and exiled from the lands between. Ye dead who yet live, your grace long lost, follow the path to the lands between, beyond the foggy sea to stand before the Elden Ring, and become the Elden Lord. What does that mean? Who the hell knows, but expect to fight lots of demigods, collect the great runes, piece back together the Elden Ring, and become the Elden Lord. Easy peasy, right? In games I can't explain, Frontier Developments has confirmed that they'll release a sequel to their popular park management simulation, Jurassic World Evolution, to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox consoles later this year. Jurassic World Evolution 2 will have Jeff Goldblum reprise his role as Dr. Ian Malcolm, with Bryce Dallas Howard set to voice Claire Deering. There will also be an original single-player campaign set after the events of the 2018 movie Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And in video game adjacent news, Netflix and Ubisoft's film and television division are planning two Far Cry adult anime series for the streaming service. One of the two is the six-episode Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, which is based on the Far Cry 3 DLC Blood Dragon, a parody of 1980s action films, cartoons, and video games that takes place on a retro-futuristic open-world island with players assuming the action role of the military cyborg Sergeant Rex Power Colt. The other title will be more main game related. And some new details have also emerged about Ubisoft's planned eight-episode Splinter Cell anime series from John Wick executive producer Derek Colston. The story follows former U.S. Navy SEAL Sam Fisher after he is recruited by the NSA to work for the mysterious 3rd Echelon Division within the agency. Lots of comings, not much goings this week. We'll start with new shows being developed like New Line and Warner Animation's anime movie Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim. The War of the Rohirrim will focus on a character from the book's appendix, the mighty king of Rohan, Helm Hammerhand, and a legendary battle which helped shape Middle-earth heading into Lord of the Rings. The anime pick will expand the untold story behind the Fortress of Helm's Deep, which we saw at length during the Two Towers, and will delve into the life and times of Rohan's king. The movie is a companion piece to New Line's Lord of the Rings trilogy, and is set roughly 250 years before that movie, during the Third Age, while Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings miniseries is set during the Second Age. 
NBC Universal's Peacock has a straight-to-series order to Ted, a live-action comedy series based on Seth MacFarlane's hit 2012 movie about a Teddy Ruxpin-like toy come to life in typical foul-mouthed MacFarlane fashion, and is expected to be a prequel to the movie. And speaking of movies turning into TV shows, a classic TV show is becoming a movie. Rob Zombie announced on social media that he will tackle the Munsters as his next film project. The adaptation of the 1960s creepshow comedy will be for Universal 1440 Entertainment, which likely means it will stream on Peacock. Zombie, the writer and director of movies like House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Werewolf Women of the SS, has said that this is a project that he's been chasing for 20 years. Now that he's caught it, it'll be interesting to see what he'll do with it, as The Munsters is a 1960s family sitcom based on a family of traditional monsters dealing with suburban life, not the dredges of society and disturbing violence in most of Zombie's other movies. A remake that bounced around Hollywood for years looks like it finally has a star and a director. Superbad director Greg Matola confirmed the reboot of the Fletch comedy franchise, this time with John Hamm as reporter Maurice Fletcher, will begin shooting at the end of June. Titled Confess Fletch, it's based on the second of author Gregory McDaniel's 11 Fletch novels in which Fletch finds himself in the middle of multiple murders, one of which pins him as a prime suspect. He's also tasked with finding his fiancée's stolen art collection, the only inheritance she has acquired after her father goes missing. There have been versions with Jason Lee and Jason Sudeikis attached to the role. It'll be interesting to see the comedy-loving John Hamm take the lead role in comedy after making his name in dramas like Mad Men in the town. Lots of casting news as well. Forrest Whitaker's Rogue One A Star Wars Story character, Saw Gerrera, will return to the role of the upcoming sequel series Star Wars Andor. Stellan Skarsgård is in the Disney Plus show and let it slip out that he worked in a scene with Whitaker. Set five years after Rogue One, it makes sense to see Gerrera as he also appeared in the animated Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels series. Another Skarsgård is joining a different franchise. Bill Skarsgård, Stellan's son, will be joining Whitaker's Rogue One co-star Donnie Yen in John Wick 4. No idea who the Skarsgård is playing, but he better not mess with John Wick's pets, or he'll be the one floating. The She-Hulk series at Disney Plus has cast Jamila Jamil as Titania, a Marvel supervillain with incredible strength and a frequent rival of She-Hulk. The series centers on lawyer Jennifer Walters, played by Tatiana Maslany, cousin of Bruce Banner, who inherits his Hulk powers after she receives a blood transfusion from him. Unlike Bruce, however, when she helps out, Jennifer is able to retain most of her personality, intelligence, and emotional control. She-Hulk is one of several Marvel Cinematic Universe shows at Disney+, including WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and most recently Loki, which have already been released, with Miss Marvel and Hawkeye in production now, and Secret Invasion and Moon Knight coming in the near future. Kevin Bacon has joined the cast of Legendary's reboot of the 1984 film The Toxic Avenger from schlock movie house Troma Entertainment. Peter Dinklage will play the hero, a struggling everyman who was pushed into a vat of toxic waste, transformed into a mutant freak who must go from shunned outcast to underdog hero as he races to save his community from the forces of corruption and greed. Bacon is tapped to play a slick and likely over-the-top villain. The original film, with its environmental themes and superhero tropes subverted a la Deadpool but with almost no budget, went on to be Troma's biggest hit and the character became a mascot for the company. The original movie expanded across three sequel films, a stage musical production, a children's cartoon series, and even a Marvel comic. And other things that are stupid, but thanks to streaming will still get made, MacGruber has added heavyweights Sam Elliott, Lawrence Fishburne, and Michael Rourke to the eight-episode series. Returning from the movie will be Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, and Ryan Phillippe. After rotting in prison for over a decade, America's ultimate hero and uber-patriot MacGruber is finally released. His mission? To take down a mysterious villain from his past. Brigadier Commander Enos Queeth. With the entire world in its crosshairs, MacGruber must reassemble his old team in order to defeat the forces of evil. It may be stupid, but it's also funny, so count me in. And mega-talented Taraji P. Henson will play the orphanage's cruel manager, Miss Hannigan, who hates all children, especially Annie, in this year's NBC holiday production of Annie Live. 
Henson will lead the musical opposite a soon-to-be-discovered star as the network kicks off its nationwide casting search for the overly cute red-headed orphan. And a coming and going of its own, to kick off the premiere of Loki on Disney+, Plus, General Mills has produced a limited supply of 3,500 boxes of Loki Charm cereal that were available exclusively on MischievouslyDelicious.com for $4.99 a box, beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern on June 9th. Which is the same day that Marvel's Loki TV series with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson premiered on Disney+. Plus. I say were because all 3,500 boxes sold in seconds and now can only be found on eBay for roughly 20 times their original price. Sounds like something the God of Mischief would want to have happen. We'll be right back. Do you feel the need? The need for physics denying speed? Then you'll love this week's cast off as you watch newcomer George Trips' and veteran Jen Rome recast the franchise that just can't quit, Fast and Furious 5, this Tuesday, June 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to head over to matineeheroes.com slash castoff to find your favorite video stream. Last week has come and gone, and tomorrow's just another day, but let us look forward as we optimize the week ahead. Today is June 14th, Bourbon Day, and World Blood Donor Day, but please, don't celebrate in that order. Tonight, the debut of the celebrity dating game. Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton host celebrities choosing a lucky suitor from a hidden panel of singles. The catch? The suitors think it's just the regular dating game and don't know that they're there to vie for a date with a celebrity. They'll be offered hints thanks to parody songs sung by the aforementioned Michael Bolton. Celebrities include Blossom alum Joey Lawrence, comedian Margaret Cho, Saturday Night Live vet Chris Kattan, Anchorman's David Koechner, Hunky Tay Diggs, Carmen Electra, and comedians Gabriel Iglesias and Nicole Byer. This sounds like a fun train wreck all around, and you can catch Celebrity Dating Game on ABC at 10, 9 central. And we don't really want to hurt Culture Club icon Boy George, so happy birthday! Tuesday, June 15th is Fly a Kite Day, which is good since it's also Global Wind Day. Fly a Kite Day celebrates the anniversary of the date in 1752 when Benjamin Franklin flew a kite in a thunderstorm with the intent of proving that lightning was caused by a discharge of electricity. The fact that he was a drunken syphilitic probably had nothing to do with his daring disregard for his personal safety. Some birthdays include rapper Ice Cube, Friends alum Courtney Cox, and Doogie Howser himself, Neil Patrick Harris. Wednesday, June 16th is Fresh Veggies Day, but also No Orange Clothes Day, which commemorates the day in 1784 where the wearing of orange was banned in the Netherlands. Looks like it'll be an awkward day at the correctional facilities. A happy birthday goes out to dancing MCU supervillain Baron Zemo, otherwise known as talented Daniel Brühl. Thursday, June 17th is National Eat Your Veggies Day, which makes sense since yesterday was Fresh Veggies Day. Happy birthday to the timeless Jodie Whittaker and rapper Kendrick Lamar. Friday, June 18th is Ugliest Dog Day. The Sonoma Marin Fair usually has its contest today, but due to COVID, in-person judging has been canceled, but it's never too late to celebrate an ugly dog. Because remember, even an ugly dog is better than the most beautiful cat. Happy birthdays to Beetle Paul McCartney and Marvel's The Eternal Star and Temporary King of the North, Richard Madden. Premiering today on Netflix's Fatherhood, where comedian Kevin Hart takes a dramatic turn as a father bringing up his baby girl as a single dad after the unexpected death of his wife, who died a day after their daughter's birth. And premiering on Disney+, Plus, Luca from Pixar. Luca is the story of one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer in Italy filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. It's Pixar, so their record speaks for themselves. 
Saturday, June 19th is Garfield the Cat Day, celebrating the day in 1978 Garfield premiere in the newspapers, hating Mondays, loving lasagna, and creating a worldwide phenomenon. Birthdays include Avatar and Guardians of the Galaxy star Zoe Saladana, and a woman familiar with obnoxious cats, singer and MC Scat Cat dance partner Paula Abdul. Sunday, June 20th is Father's Day. Go see the old man if you can. Phone him up. Get him a gift. Something better than a crappy tie. He's your dad. Come on. Birthdays include TV dad and versatile character actor John Goodman, and someone who doesn't need a fake ID anymore, McLovin's Chris Mintzplaus. We'll be right back with the meme of the week. And finally, Amazon CEO slash supervillain Jeff Bezos announced this week that he and his brother Mark will be flying to space on July 20th, about two weeks after Bezos steps down as Amazon CEO. The Bezos brothers will travel aboard a spacecraft engineered by Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos' space travel company. The trip will last 11 minutes and fly 62 miles above Earth's surface. One of the spacecraft's six seats was auctioned off for $28 million, or what Jeff makes roughly every three hours. Of course, when a crazy, recently divorced billionaire decides to step down from his trillion-dollar company to go to space, people have thoughts. Some were excited. Finally, my wish came true. Many summed it up with a simple, don't come back. Others took to speculating on why he was going at all. Bezos launching himself into space on an experimental rocket is a big, divorced guy move. Hmm, I wonder why recently single Jeff Bezos is going to space. When me or you have a midlife crisis, we get a new car. When Jeff Bezos has a midlife crisis, he goes to space. And of course, if you live your life like a comic book villain, people will put two and two together. Maybe Jeff Bezos, his best friend, girlfriend, and girlfriend's brother going into space is the Fantastic Four reboot we've been waiting for. That's why Jeff Bezos going into space is the meme of the week. That concludes this week's Memory Wipe. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, click the bell icon, and get notified when we have a new show every Monday morning. Look for the audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatchers. Follow us on Twitter at MemoryWipe and Instagram at MorningMemoryWipe. Send your emails to MorningMemoryWipe at gmail.com. And thanks for watching. As always, if we didn't talk about it, you don't need to remember it.